0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: the Bajan Party. I'm your host, Papa D. I'm your kettle. Hello. And Red Wine.
2: Bonsoir, darling. Comment allez vous
1: C'est très bien. Merci beaucoup.
2: Oh, merci, merci. Au revoir, au
1: revoir. <laughs> How are you say, kettle? Like
2: a... Not too bad,
3: not too bad. How
1: about
3: yourself? Hey, I'm
1: good. Speak some French, oh, kettle. Speak funny. some French.
3: <laughs> How you doing over there, Papa?
1: All right. I'm speaking French. Merci oh, okay. Uh oh. We
2: have moved up in the world.
1: <laughs> uh huh.
2: Yeah. Ask him who he's been hanging out with. Oh, okay. <laughs> interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Had an interesting. Pierre's mom. On. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> Talk about Pierre's mom. Okay. Oh, really?
1: Okay. Yeah. What
2: do you call a male cougar? Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: Interesting. Mhm. Uh-huh. Well. That's so cool. Uh oh. Now she's at it too. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. it's been a political night. I mean, a political week.
3: It has. It has. Oh, yes, uh, get into
2: it. Yeah, yeah we got a lot of politics to talk about.
0: No, so boy. let's jump
2: into it. Let's get this party cracking. What we have on the oh. rundown tonight, though.
3: Okay. Uh, hot topic tonight. Unfortunately, Elijah Cummings was laid to rest uh, today. Uh, plenty of politicians out there, but I'll get into this. Republicans form security Peter and a Trump controversial DC hotel is for sale. But also, a hidden and quitted headlines Trump calls impeachment inquiry a lynching. Also, GM uh, workers approve contract to end historic site. Right, I'm sorry. And uh, a unique guitar shaped hotel opens at Florida Seminole Casino. Also, another. Tom Brady jersey was stolen from the Patriots Hall of Fame exhibit, And the Democratic uh-uh. Party makes it Yeah, that's the truth. Why do they always want his jersey? But anyway. Democrat uh-huh. Party um, makes it harder to qualify for um, December's debate. What's possible with Papa Dede? We're going to have our weird news to lighten it up a little bit. Georgiatown bets on the giant bushy chicken to attract tourists. <laughs> Um, deer kills deer filler. And woman drives motorhome into casino after she's kicked out. Ooh, I'm just saying <laughs> with red woman living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. Cocktail of the week is called the Grilled Pineapple Tequila Punch. I'll kiss it list in the last week. So we'll sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topic.
1: Right, welcome back to John Barney, One I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine.
2: Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the hot topics. Ooh, got to blow the smoke off of them. They smoke it.
3: Okay, well, let's get into it then. I got the first one I see. Well, All it's right. been a summer day today. Uh, Barack, our uh, president, Barack Obama, eulogizes Eli, Elijah Cummings. And uh everyone knows that Elijah Cummings, he died on October the seventeenth of, of 860 Due to complications from cancer. This is the first time I've seen this report. Um oh, really? he lay in state yeah, it says in this particular report. of cancer. He lay in state in the U.S. Capitol on Thursday before black US Lone to receive the honor. And um, today's service is held at Baltimore um Psalms Baptist Church, the Cummings he attended for over 40 years. Um, the President, uh, our President Barack Obama and Bill Clinton were among several prominent politicians who honored um, Cummings. Um, Obama praised Cummings in his eulogy as a man of great integrity and honor, those want to say Elijah Cummings came from good soil, recalling the 12-term House representative being raised by parents who were sharecroppers, and in the sturdy frame, goodness took root. Um, he also says <clears throat> Obama called Cummings' parents the um, proverbial salt of the earth and said they passed on that strength and that grit. Wow, that's some serious things, please. Also, Please former U.S. Secretary uh, Hillary Clinton, she also spoke, too, at the service. She goes on to say, Elijah was a huge champion for truth, justice, and kindness in every part of his life. Um, also, the um, his bishop that he's known for over 40 years, Bishop Walter S. Um, Thomas Jr., um, he served as a pastor since 75, and he said for all um, those who passed through those doors, it has been very somber. We've lost a friend, a loved one, a member, a role model, and um, um, some powerful words from different people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Not just, that surface yep, looked yep. really nice. I didn't see it all, but uh, what I saw on the news, that place was jam packed.
3: Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know none of the 45s were there. Family members, either. Not that I know of. Hmm. What a shocker. Yeah. You would think at least the son or daughter would show up, so just out of respect. I mean, he's the president. I know he's not going to come because nobody's looking for him. But um, just out of respect. That's all right. The people that were supposed to be there were there. So that was amazing.
0: Nope.
2: I suppose. I believe I heard on the news that his widow made a comment about some of the stuff that 45 had previously said and got, like, a thunderous applause. Yeah. Wow.
3: Most of the time, like these types of funerals, the politics, they do pour out, you know. They shouldn't at that particular time, but I guess people have to be heard. And I, they they feel as if that's the best time to, um, you know, to express their opinions on politics. Right. Okay. That's good. Who knows? She may run for something. She, she, you know, they keep talking about people who should continue to fight. So who knows, you know, um, she hmm. might decide to run for something. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Okay. Never know. Mm-hmm.
2: Another
3: warrior
2: gone on home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I guess we got to find some new ones, right? Yeah. I wonder who's going to get his congressional seat. How does that work? It was a a female that I saw, a a Caucasian
3: female. And I think she's just in there temporarily. It's not like she's going to be there. I think they have to vote for... um, you know,
2: for that particular seat, but she's going to sit in there really I believe. Is that how that works, Papa D? They have to hold a special election or something?
1: Yeah, I imagine it is. I think, um, I think the governor has something to do with something as well, as far as uh, me he gets involved with it too. Because the same way when Barack went to be president, they had to pick somebody for Chicago. Murray guy went to jail, still in jail.
2: Oh yeah, Remember the guy with the of name I can't pronounce.
1: He's still in jail, as a matter of Is fact. Is he really? Yeah, he, he got a lot of Do you remember
2: time. his name? I can't remember his name. It was some odd name. Yeah, it was. On, or hard to pronounce. Comic comma, twice. Yeah, com- I don't
1: know. Com-
2: I don't know.
1: Yeah, he got a lot of time in jail. Mm-hmm. And what's name was involved in it? Jesse Jackson's son was in cahoots with him, and they were trying to sell the seat and all kind of stuff.
2: Oh, yeah, I do remember that. That was yeah. ugly. Yeah. How are sell a congressional seat? They, yeah, all, come yeah, on. they
1: all the time. Jesse Jackson's son just went, went crazy anyway because he was so far behind his uh, behind his mother when, when they had the baby, when Jesse Jackson's mother had a baby and he fell out and it was, he divorced Jesse Jackson and just that whole time was crazy.
2: So he never really rebounded from all No, nah,
1: he ended up losing mind because he ended up lying about stuff and they called him in a lie and now he's in a rubber house with a straight jacket too. So, yeah, hmm. All right. Yep.
2: Well, let's see. Yep, yep, uh, yep. Let's, up, Dee Dee, you're up next. Really? Yeah. So, what? What was the deal? i was
1: sitting here as a guest. I didn't plan on reading. Oh no,
2: first. you gotta work. You're gonna earn <laughs> your paycheck. <laughs> well, um, he hit his message.
1: You know, this here, this, this here, you know, talk about some crappy solidarity. You know, these guys, which, which is interesting, this was the subject of what I'm reading is where The a stormed into the uh, a security hearing. They just bombarded this hearing. But when you showed them coming down the steps, the guy that was leading coming down the steps was, you know, no disrespect to him. He was the one that was shouting at the baseball field. I uh, forget his name.
0: Oh, Scalise.
1: Scalise. He was leading the, the charge. and uh,
0: But all the rest of them
1: being old, they were all coming down the steps like like they needed some, some help coming down the steps, first of all. So they all was like kind of, you know, they taking their time, two-stepping down the steps. Now, you're going to storm a joint, you should be walking like soldiers. If somebody They had to hear them coming because half of them was old as hell trying to make it down the steps. The guy leading coming down the steps had been shot. So he was coming down there with a handicap. Can okay, can I just right?
2: interject and right. say that the way they were bum rushing coming into that room? <laughs> Man. the only thing they were missing was the torches.
1: You mm-hmm. know,
2: in those movies where they come in after Frankenstein monster.
1: Well, you know, it just that's goes the only to show. thing missing was the torches. Well, well, you know, it just it just and goes the to force show you. And pitch for It goes to show you that. See, sometimes when you get together with people that are. Either you're thinking like you do or you think you're unifying in some respect you look a little beastly when it comes to your final hour of uh, of making a statement you look beastly you could have sent one person down to the storm you could have done you could have sent five people to storm it could have still been considered a storm but you got these people now half these people in this particular panel that storm the place they're usually on vacation how much does the house and the Senate leave a year with their different vacations and breaks and stuff like that. So they they're never even in town. So now you act like you're making a statement you make a statement before you break away from Christmas. For them Christmas starts about what, November tenth?
2: Before Thanksgiving. Yeah, November (laughs) they go they go
1: on Christmas vacation November tenth and they'll come back until the twelfth of January. I mean what a what a job, okay? You only gotta put in for sick time because so I'm saying all that to say that, wow, really? Anyway, the Republicans uh And it was chanting at the time also, you know, let us in, let us in. As they forced their way into a hearing, all right, breaching the U.S. House uh, security rules this week, Mr. Trump uh, urged Republicans to uh, get tough and fight for him. You know, so three committees and a Democratic-controlled House of Representatives, are investigating alleged wrongdoings by the president. Now, you're going to bum rush a, a meeting that has to do with something. Now, why is Trump authorizing somebody to violate something that has to do with the law that's considering him? You're bragging about how they can't do nothing to you because you're the president, but then you're so paranoid, you're trying to bum rush something that's going on. Then you got the little pie Piper people, like little rats in Hamlin, you know, following people. So it's crazy. So. Democrats accused him of uh, illegally pressing uh, Ukraine, uh, Ukraine to dig up dirt on uh, his Republican rival. But Mr. Trump and his supporters say they had done wrong, no wrongdoing. So about two dozen Republicans pushed their way into a secure meeting room known as the, uh, they call that the Sensitive uh, Compartmental Information Facility, SCIF, on Wednesday morning. Yes. Some brought their mobile phones in in with them, leading leading Democrats and some officials to accuse them of a security breach. The skiffs are built to uh, prevent electronic uh, eavesdropping and allow people to review classified information. So not only did they violate Joinsky, they went there with cell phones. They did everything against what they were supposed to do. Now, now how do you do cold-blooded stuff like that?
0: They don't care. They
1: say no cell phones or anything allowed in this area, and they all came in with the cell phones in their hands. So they just, I mean, what a, what a total disrespect. Oh, so they
2: needed proof, video proof, to be able to show that, yeah, I bum rushed. Yeah, them. but
1: the area says no cell phones, and here you are, a politician that's representing your constituents and representing America, and you're going to come here with a damn cell phone in your hand with your grown ass Republican ass. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be so conservative. I mean, what is conservative? I could be conservative myself. All I got to do when I go to Zip Cleaners and put extra starch in my damn shirt, that'll make me conservative it looks like I take care of my shit. And I took care of my shit, I just paid two more dollars for my church to be starched. <laughs> doesn't mean I'm any more sophisticated. It just means I look nice for that moment. So I have to think conservatism and, and liberalism, everybody has a touch of both of those aspects. In them. But Anyway, let me get back to this uh, live. I'll it. Uh let's see. Democrats and Republicans began <laughs> shouting at each other. Reports said and the Republicans uh protest refused to leave the room for a number of hours. A number of hours, okay?
2: That is crazy.
1: Even order pizza at lunchtime.
2: What?
1: Okay. They're pizza. <laughs> this is and, crazy. And he broke into the place illegally. He brought a phone that wasn't allowed to be in. They sitting there ordering pizza. That was a fiasco. Anyway, the protest delayed the testimony of uh, the young lady named Laura Cooper, the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Russia. See, they came in at the right time, too, when the person that mm-hmm. really had the goods on everybody was, was testifying.
3: Uh-huh. So. Mm. So, they were trying to anyway, uh,
1: right? they're trying to make Well, not only is trying to break right, break up that particular testimony. I mean, this, mm. is, this is insane. It's insane. Yeah. Republicans argued that Democrats were conducting The impeachment inquiry in secret And a representative uh, Stephen Solis described it As a Soviet style Process of uh, Communism on the Democrats part Now Solis he was the one everybody had You know sympathy for because he got Shot in the baseball field and now he's Becoming a jerk all six months later wow Okay brother so Give back my six dollars I gave For your little Collection when you got shot.
2: Yeah, I want my money back. Get my
1: six dollars back, man. Bama. I put six dollars in your you jar. You
0: bama.
1: Anyway, however, more than forty <laughs> Republicans are members of those uh, committees and committed to take part in the hearing. And so there was already Republicans at the hearing that represented that, and they bum rushed them. So anyway, see, that's
2: the thing that got me. They were acting like they were so shut out and shut off.
1: You would not shut off because the proceedings. They, they was but Republican, some of the
0: Republicans are in there. Was there was some
1: Republican representatives in there. That are on that committee They just violated everything They knew it And it, well, how can you come out and talk to the press About, then the guy comes out and says Ameri- keep, They're keeping away from American people Well you would disrespect The whole American legal system And now you're talking about Who did what what The pot on the damn kettle black Well here's I mean, the way I see it. that First that of all,
2: a, it was not the American people Who put these rules and procedures In place That was stuff that Congress came up with. Hmm. So right now, the Democrats, from what I understand, are following the rules that have been put in place that say you can do this in this manner. So if the Republicans are now pissed off and don't like it, well, sorry, that's what the rules are.
1: Yeah, but all I'm saying is that when you come down and you break the rules and you bum rush, there goes your title of conservatism. You're not, yes. You're and respect
2: a, for your position.
1: Okay, you just ghetto blast something. So where's where are you being conservative
2: yes. when you
1: just doing the jail break for I me? Mean,
2: That's a hood so. move. But oh, yeah. you know what? I think all of that was really just for them to be able to show Trump, like, see, we're doing something. We got your back. We're supporting you. Because remember, Trump put the call out earlier in the week and said, I need the Republicans to get behind me and support me. You know, because they're coming for me, and we need to band together so we don't lose the White House in 2020. Trump was talking all that stuff.
1: Well, I and then a think, few
2: days later, this happened.
1: I just think whoever the superintendent, in closing, I like to say whoever the, the superintendent of that particular building where those meetings were held, need to go to Home Depot and buy some better locks.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Where was security? That's supposed to be a secured meeting. Why did you even let them come in there?
1: They need better lot. Yeah. I guess, guess
2: anyway. they're all
3: Republicans, those little
1: cops. I mean, <laughs> oh, well, they saw cops. Solis out front, and everybody had sympathy for him. Yeah, but so, so what? He got oh, and
2: let us in. If you're not supposed to be in that area, you're not cleared to be in that area, then how y'all get in there?
1: Now, what if Democrats did that to one their meetings in the future? How we do how we look at this point?
2: Oh, they be calling uh what's his name, Attorney General uh Barr to come and get him and lock him up.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, oh, on the on the topic as usual of 45, this just in, or as they say breaking news, breaking news. Trump's controversial Washington DC hotel is up for sale. What? Now, they were contemplating doing this, right? This just broke around maybe 7.30 or so this evening. Trump's controversial namesake hotel in Washington, D.C., just a few blocks down Pennsylvania from the White House, is going up for sale with an asking price of as much as $500 million. Uh Amen. Patricia Tang, who's the director of sales and marketing for Trump International Hotel, in D.C. confirmed to CBS News this Friday, today, or this evening, that a real estate firm of Jones Lang LaSalle has been hired to market the luxury hotel to buyers. She also confirmed... Yes, yes, honty, yes. She also confirmed that the Trump... uh Uh-huh. She also confirmed that the Trump Organization is hoping to get as much as $500 million for its 100-year leasing rights for the government-owned property, which equates to about $2 million per room. Oh. Now, let's, let's just stop right there. A 100-year leasing rights? Who approved that deal? Sure. You know, most people, I'm just saying, most people don't live – for 100 years How in the world did you get an agreement To get a 100 year leasing right For this government owned property I, That just blew me I knew that there was some kind of a deal Leasing deal with the government But I did not know it was for 100 years I didn't either I thought it was at least maybe 20 or 30 years maybe It's something more reasonable 100 years Who the freak does that So the Trump Organization told uh, the Associated Press that the potential sale was partly to avoid the criticism over conflicts of interest, because you know that's been coming up a lot. Uh, The Trump International Hotel, which opened in late 2016, right before Trump was elected, has been a magnet for lobbyists and diplomats that are trying to gain favor with the administration. Now, they deny it all the time, but everybody knows that. These diplomats and stuff, it's not like that's the only hotel. Washington, D.C. is full of five-star hotels. But these people come Mm -hmm. here from foreign countries. They drop all that money over there at Trump International Hotel because they think they're going to gain some kind of favor with him. Anyway, people are objecting. um, Oh, this is a quote. Who is this? Oh, from Erwick eric trump said people are objecting to us making so much money on the hotel and therefore we might be willing to sell that was eric trump or as i call him eric uh who is the executive vice president of the trump organization he goes on to say that since we opened our doors we have received tremendous interest in this hotel as real estate developers and we're always willing to explore our options so I guess these money mongers are always looking to make a dollar. Uh, the Trump Organization opened this luxury hotel in Washington's old post office building months, just a few months before he was elected in 2016. And, of course, they've been getting criticism and lawsuits ever since. So earlier this month, a federal appeals court said it would reconsider an earlier ruling that threw out a lawsuit accusing Trump of illegally profiting off of the presidency uh, because of his stake in the hotel. so but according to Trump and his financial disclosure report, he has earned more than one hundred million from his properties collectively in 2018 and almost forty one million just from the hotel in Washington last year. So if your financial statements say you've made forty-one million just on that hotel, how are you saying you're not making any money and you're not mm. profiting? I, I, it just it, anyway, it blows my mind that you keep saying that stuff.
3: So the government ethics,
2: exactly, the government ethics watchdogs and all say that his ownership in the hotel is a conflict of interest, and a lot of people agree. I am one of them, and uh, there was a lobbying firm who found um, that there were ties to the Saudi government, okay? Saudi Arabia government had paid $270,000 to the Trump Hotel between October of 2016 and March of 2017. Now, isn't it interesting that all the favor that has been given to Saudi Arabia's government since that during his presidency, put it that way, and then you find out they- they have spent all this money just in the hotel. no telling what other money might have been exchanged so anyway, you know all of this comes to comes to comes to bear because of the obvious conflict of interest that his companies and his camp has been denying all this time. And then most recently, that whole thing with the G7 Summit, when he wanted to host it at Doral, his uh, resort in Florida, he was prepared to do it, had put the announcement out, I'm hosting it, the G7 Summit, and people were going ballistic, saying absolutely not conflict of interest. He swore up and down, I'm not going to make any money, blah, blah, blah. And then because the heat got to be too much, he then came back and said, all right, all right, all right. I'm not going to host it. So to me, this is just another example of that, and he's trying to get out from under it. So now it looks like their new strategy is, well, maybe we need to sell some of these properties. So
1: yeah, we'll see what
2: happens. Now, that deal at the old post office pavilion in Washington, they signed that deal in 2013. They paid the federal government 250000 a month to rent the old post office pavilion building, and as part of the deal, the Trump family business agreed to renovate the property. And eventually, they say they spent more than two hundred million by the time the hotel opened in 2016. Now that's what they said. I say show me the receipts, because too many people—you know how many people have sued him and his organization for work that they did on various properties and didn't get paid for. So to say you spent $200 million renovating the property, show me the receipts. That's all I'm saying on that.
3: Show me the money.
2: <laughs> show me the money. Yeah,
3: Mm-mm-mm. But that's a trip. So it's going on sale now? They have
2: it on the market now? It's on the market now. They're shopping it around to see if they can get the asking price that they want, 500000000 million. They're looking for at least $500 million. Yeah,
3: that's probably why he had those um, foreign leaders there probably checking it out. <laughs> Could be.
2: Yep.
0: You never mm-hmm. know with that one. That one All would right. be interesting.
2: I just can't <laughs> believe that they signed a 100-year lease. That is insane.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you go into a hundred-year
2: lease with the government?
3: government I don't. I,
2: don't it. <laughs> I That just that it really is. takes me takes me for a loop. But all right, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call nine one four eight zero three four three zero six. Get in on the conversation. We are going to take what are we doing? We're going to take a quick CC break, and we're coming right back with more of the political week that it's been in D.C. and everywhere else on the Pajama Party Show. We'll be right back.
1: All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. One Hills Papa Didi here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine.
2: Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the Hit It and Quit It headlines. Oh, like I said, it's been a political week. I feel like the political tornadoes have been spinning all through Washington this week. It's been cray cray. So, let's get back on Trump again. Can't seem to get away from 45. He's just been all over the place, cutting up, showing off, doing all kind of stuff. So, let's start with Trump saying he's being lynched. Let's talk about that. Now, this happened actually on Tuesday this week. He called the House Democrat impeachment inquiry a lynching, using a term that, of course, is associated with killings of black people. (laughs) And when I I heard that, I was like, what? He said what? Now, all the Republicans, now this is what he said, all Republicans must remember what they're witnessing here, a lynching, but we will win. That's what he said on Twitter. Trump has repeatedly railed against this uh probe into this whole um uh, impeachment inquiry, of course, you know he continually calls it a witch hunt and a fraud. Now he stooped to call it calling it a lynching i I just had to shake my head on that one. I'm like, really, do you even know what lynching means, but you think you're being lynched, really? You are one ignorant mofo. Sorry, but that's what you are. Now, the use of the term, of course, continues to stoke racial tensions. And uh, as some people said, you're just blowing that dog whistle and tossing red meat to the people who just blindly follow you and go along with whatever you say. So there was a lot of response from various Democrats, Uh, Representative James Clyburn, who's a Southern Democrat out of South Carolina, he said, I'm not just a politician up here. I'm a Southern politician, a product of the South, and I know the history of that word, and that's something you should be very careful about using it. Uh, Congressional Black Caucus Chairwoman Karen Bass said that his tweet is consistent with his pattern of throwing out racial bombs and red meat to his base, Whenever his back is up against the wall, uh, California Representative Harley Rowder called Trump's tweet offensive, and Representative Bobby Rush from uh, Illinois asked Trump on Twitter, "What the hell is wrong with you? Lynching is a reprehensible strain, stain. I'm sorry on this nation's history, and as this president, you should know better. We'll never erase the pain and trauma of lynching, and to invoke." That torture to whitewash your own corruption is disgraceful. And then, of course, Lindsey Graham had to come along and say, "Well, I think that it was a pretty accurate description of what's going on with him. This is a total sham. It's a joke. And I'm going to let the whole world know that if this was happening to a Democratic president, y'all would be, uh, you all would be all over me right now." This is a lynching in every sense. It's un-American. And to Lindsey Graham, I would say, really, you think lynching is un-American? Tell that to all of the black people who've been lynched in this country. Was it un-American then, or is it un-American because you think it's happening to a white man? Give me a break, Lindsey Graham. I'm putting you on the kiss it list, ignorant mofo. Next. over do you, Papa do?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Some bullcrap. Enough of that, huh? <laughs> with his simple self.
1: Yeah, Lindsey Graham is, a, um, I mean, this man, like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, he got a different opinion on something, you know, uh, he's, a, he's a mess. He, he, I don't even understand that, man. One day he's licking Trump's balls, and the next day he's talking about him. I don't understand him. He's so topsy turvy. He's not even funny. And mm-hmm. what state are, he's from? South Carolina. But who the hell is voting him in? That keeps putting him in? Is it some particular district that's voting him in? Okay. I don't know. Anyway, uh, this is uh, this story here is about General Motors workers approved a contract uh, to end the historic strike. Well, you know they had to end it because cars need to be made. They need to make money. So it was almost like a waste of time. One thing I always learned, though, from old folks is that when you're striking, the time frame that you're out striking, you're never going to get that money back. So if you've been out striking for four or five months, you lost four or five paychecks, and they're not gonna, nobody's going to pay you for not working. So as soon as you decide to walk off that job and grab those sticks and that cardboard and, and stand on that corner and walk, then you're not getting paid. So if you're on strike for six weeks, even though you may have got your contract approved, you didn't get paid for six weeks, you're not going to get paid for six weeks. So anyway, a majority of the United States auto workers members signed off on a, a tentative agreement between the, the union and General Motors ending a massive strike that lasted more than five weeks. That's five weeks they went without pay and shut down General Motors' productions across the country. All right. The uh, contract covers nearly 50,000 workers, the bulk of them in the Midwest. The union did not release a final vote tally, but said members would start returning to work for the, on their regular uh, scheduled shifts. The union announced that uh, it would uh, next uh, bargain a new contract with Ford, followed by uh, Fiat Chrysler and rounding out with Detroit's Big Three, which is Ford, Chevy, Chrysler. Uh, the four-year deal with General Willis work a 3% raise, which is nothing. 3%? In the second and uh, fourth year of the contract, they receive a lump sum payment worth four percent of workers' salary. In the other two years, the contract maintains the uh, employees' friendly uh, status quo of health insurance to make progress on them temporary workers on a pathway to permanent employment. So they're trying to get uh, temporary workers to get up in there as well to be permanent. So it was asking for a lot of things. The deal also chipped away at the um, the two tier system in which uh, newer hire workers on a lower pay scale than uh lengthy employees. Yeah, which is which is a good thing. You know, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay.
1: A hey, conscious and union they made it they they made it a it was a situation where when people came in, brand new employees is coming and making the same money that a long time employees is making and they were gotta get pissed with that as well. So that doesn't sound fair. No, it's not fair. Anyway, uh, it's going to lead up to these workers making uh, people that are totally qualified and totally in the game. They reach the top pay of roughly $32 an hour within uh, four years of opposing the eight, next eight years uh, of the previous contract. So, you know, I guess it worked out for them. mid uh, out out there in the Midwest. That should be suffice money, I guess, for them to survive. So, so there you have it. You know, it's a five-week strike, 3% on the money. Got a lump sum payment coming up. Uh, got a few things approved, so. And that's a long happens.
2: time for people to be out on strike.
1: Yeah. And nothing's being
2: weeks. done. No work going on. Well, everybody
1: was hurting. The company was hurting. The people was hurting. They signed it because everybody's running out of time and out of money. Company and you get back into production, they tried to let the manager start running the assembly line, but they can't do but so much, you know. They claim. How yeah. long have you
3: been going on, Poppy?
1: Five weeks. It was five weeks. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a month and a half without, my month and a and a week without pay. Mm. Mm-hmm.
3: It's been rough. Yeah, people gotta survive. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right. Keep it moving. All right, I for it.
1: Excuse me, Mama. Hit <laughs> him and Yeah. Well, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay too much attention to a uh, red wine because uh, looking at the stories that we're doing here in this particular <laughs> segment, it looks like uh, red wine is only doing one particular story. So I think she's. <laughs> She did the first story, and I think she's somewhere eating lunch. And uh, looks like I'm
2: managing, so don't worry about what I'm doing.
1: Looks like me and you kettles holding down the rest of the segment, but uh, all right, what do you think? All want
3: right, yeah, you're trying to get me in trouble. I'm gonna lighten it up a little bit. Check this out: uh, unique guitar-shaped hotel opens in Florida, in a Seminole casino, Hollywood, hey. Florida. It looks like a rock and roll guitar, that Led Zeppelin. Uh, Jimmy Page would be would have played, but this one is 450 feet tall and is a light-beam hotel that the uh, Seminole Tribe wants to uh, become South Florida's latest tourist destination. The Guitar Hotel had its grand opening uh, yesterday on the tribe's um, land in Hollywood, once only a trailer park and a, some smoke shops. Um, it's the latest step in the Seminole Hard Rock Empire, which includes naming rights on the uh, Miami area stadium where the 2020 Super Bowl will be played. Wow! Okay. It's a, a unique Wait a minute. addition So to you're the saying Seminole. the whole
2: the hotel is shaped like a guitar?
3: Yes, it is. You should see it. It's spectacular. They're okay. doing it on Entertainment Tonight, and it looks spectacular. It's the shape of a guitar. Um, It's a unique addition to the South Florida's tourist landscape, and no hotel is like it in the world. It has more than 600 rooms and uh, and at a night beams of light with mimic the strings of the guitar. Um, Locally, um, people stop along the roadside to take pictures. It's visible to travelers on airliners headed into Fort Lauderdale. The $1.5 billion project, be with the Billion also has a refurbished venue for concerts and other events. They said that concert hall hold, holds 7,000 people. And um, the opening, they had um I forgot who they had, but it was sold out. Oh, I'm sorry, it's Maroon 5. They were there and it was sold uh-huh. out. Um, so they don't have artists like Sting and Billy Joel, and um, it has a giant pool. And a lagoon, retail shops, restaurants, and course of gambling. You know they have to have gambling, of course. I mean, they had stars out like Johnny Depp. I haven't seen Johnny Depp in a minute. Um, Morgan Freeman. Um, everybody was out to check out this new hotel. So this is okay. going to be the place to be. be. A hot spot, baby. Be a reason to and go, sure. right? Yeah. Hey, sounds okay. like. A-
2: Sounds like something I would like to see a guitar shaped hotel.
3: Yeah, it's only a field trip
2: to me. <laughs> yeah, because I thought you were saying, like, I was thinking, okay, so it's a hotel that has like a big guitar out front, like Hard Rock does.
3: Mm-mm, mm-mm, no, it's in the shape of a hotel.
2: And it's amazing how it has 600 rooms. Oh, wow. I guess yeah, that, that, that is interesting I would love to see that <laughs> I don't know And I'm tripping out on the price
3: $1.5 billion
2: Gosh A lot of coins Well Check it out Yeah that sounds really interesting I would like to see that
3: mm-hmm. So hey if anybody
2: else wants to see it You better look it up online and find it <laughs> Yeah yeah. All right. Well thank you for that one. We'll definitely check that out and that's in Florida, huh?
0: Yep.
1: Yep. Got it. I imagine this thing lays low. It it it's it's uh flat, I take it. It doesn't stand straight up like a guitar, right? It lays flat it stands
3: straight up. I'm telling you, go online and check it out. Look on your phone, whatever, look it. It stands straight up like a guitar. I guess that's why it costs so much money. Like you said, they can see it from you know if
1: you flying over, you, you can see it. It's the main it's attraction. It's in Miami. It's in Miami or it, Fort Lauderdale. It's in
3: Hollywood, Florida.
1: Oh, Hollywood! That's right next to Miami. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the last stop on the
1: train when you're going to by Amtrak to uh, Miami. Last stop is Hollywood in Miami. Okay.
3: There you go. There you go.
1: And it's called Isn't the it Hard Rock. No,
2: it's or not Hard rock. rock. It's on the. It's on one of the uh, Indian reservations, right? No, Seminole? what's the
1: name of the hotel? The Hard Rock.
2: Right. It's the um. No, it's a
3: se- Seminole. Seminole. Um,
1: Seminole Casino. It's a
3: Seminole Hard Rock Empire. It's a Hard Rock Cafe. They have something to do with
2: Hard Rock yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Seminole Seven oh That makes rock. sense. That's how they got their guitar thing going.
3: Yeah. Yep. On In the Indian reservations, They they make 'em bank. Yeah, shake the picture out. telling it's, it's nice. Well, all right.
2: All right, let's keep it moving. Over to you, Papa Dini
1: mm.
2: What else is happening?
1: Um <laughs> Well, uh, let's see. Me and Kettle holding down this particular segment uh, Another time Brady Jersey stolen <laughs> this time from the uh, New England uh, Patriots Hall of Fame exhibit People just went in there and stole that So you can't uh, you can't Blame no black folks for this one Anyway Foxboro Massachusetts Police arrested a man who took a Signed Tom Brady Jersey and other memorabilia From the New England Patriots Hall of Fame Exhibit on Thursday at Gillette Stadium It's inside the stadium it's called the uh, Hall of Fame exhibit. People have been ripping it off like crazy. Foxborough police told CBS Boston that uh, officers uh, have collaborated with the patient security to arrest 33-year-old Zanini uh before he left the stadium parking lot. He was wearing this stolen T-shirt under his jacket okay, and uh posed he posed at in when he was in jail, he had it on when he took his mug shot, so how crazy is that, <laughs> according to Foxborough police since his uh plea not guilty to a larceny charge at his arraignment at the district court, the uh Brady Jersey was valued at ten thousand dollars per the uh attleboro Sun Chronicle, which reported a blue glove. Has another stolen item, Bray's jersey have been stolen, has been stolen before in 2017. The game uh, jersey that he wore during the Super Bowl, uh, when they defeated the, it came back and defeated the Atlanta Falcons. That particular jersey was stolen also. Uh, the the FBI investigated and they later solved that crime. So. So I just going to show you that the uh, New England Patriots Hall of Fame exhibit at Gillette Stadium has no damn security there. I think that the items are too close to the people, and they are up there trusting white folks like they won't steal until they thought that was a black thing, but uh, who knew?
2: Who knew? So this is the second time you say his jersey's been stolen?
1: From that little exhibit that they just let the people walk up to and just, you know.
3: I
2: mean,
3: is the okay. is in no exhibit uh, case or anything?
1: No, it's just out there. They thought everybody was just so up in Boston. Everybody was just so fair. And don't lock your doors at home. And don't worry about locking <laughs> your car door. Uh, lock the car yeah. door? Why bother? <laughs> Steals here? <laughs> Come on.
2: Stealing jerseys. Don't be thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's
1: crazy.
3: So they haven't found it yet, then.
1: Yeah, they found. They found them both. The guy, the oh, guy was wearing it when he, uh, when he got caught, and he wore it during his mugshot. So.
2: What an
3: idiot! <laughs> I definitely was getting ready to say how stupid is it is. That is too stupid. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, Right. You might as well go over the next story
1: of Red Wine has no work on his segments. Whatever. So Kelly, you might. <laughs> anyway.
3: I got the last him. one.
0: Okay. <laughs>
3: um, the Democratic Party makes it harder to qualify for the December uh, presidential debate. Interesting. I guess they're trying to filter folks out. I guess guess they're trying to do. Um, the Democratic National Committee is again increasing its. Uh, Again, increasing its polling and fundraising requirements for presidential candidates to qualify uh, for uh, for participating in the campaign's sixth debate in December. To make the debate stage in in L.A., oh, they're going big time, Hollywood, party officials announced Friday that candidates must have at least 200,000 unique donors and a minimum of 800 unique donors per state in at least 20 states. Wow. Um, candidates must also mark 4% in at least four national release state polls or achieve um, 6% in two single state polls in the early states. The DNC officials have said that the this separate um, pathway uh, may provide an avenue for hopefuls who may not be um, registering as um, highly in national surveys as in the uh, key early voting states. Um, interesting. Um, the chairman was defending the move, saying that campaigns have had plenty of notice, and that candidates who um, couldn't meet the qualifications weren't building the support necessary to, de- to defeat President Trump next year. Um, the stepped-up uh-huh. thresholds will likely eliminate some from the stage, even as the field continues to, to um, contract. This week, Representative Tim Ryan of Ohio, who didn't meet the um, October debate requirements, announced he was ending his presidential bid to focus on running the re-election for the U.S. House. Okay. So the next debate will be PBS NewsHour and Politico will co-host the December 19th debate at the UCLA Luskin School of Public Affairs. Hmm. Moderator, they will be announced later. Interesting. The okay. qualification deadline is December the 12th, so you better head stuff together before December 12th.
2: So it sounds like all of those people who are only down in the two percent and three percent, they're going to be knocked out, right? Yeah, it,
3: it says the um, changes won't matter much for the top-tier candidates. Um, former BP, Joe Biden, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and uh, others including Lou um, Chetney and Harris. So those are the top ones that they um, are concerned about. <clears throat> okay. So, everybody else will oh, well. start weighing off. Mhm. Better get it together,
2: like mm-hmm. you said. Yeah.
3: All watch right. Watch this in the season. Mark your calendars, December the nineteenth.
1: Hi, Welcome back to a John Pine one year old papadilla kettle.
2: Hello.
0: And,
1: and red wine.
2: Bonsoir, darlings, and go nets.
1: All right, Nats game is two to one right now. They're in the. Uh, fifth inning. Houston Astros are at bat. They got a man on second base.
2: All right. And it's time for what's poppin'.
1: Anyway, you know, I think sometime that uh, people should really call the bluff, you know. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie called, uh, uh, it wasn't Boomerang, but it had a sense of Boomerang in it. With a star, the Holly Berry, with a couple other guys. She was an inspiring person to run the clubs and everything, and he was the uh, executive. And Tommy Davidson was the uh, mailroom clerk. And uh, if you can name it, Joint. Remember that movie? Holly Berry was when she was real young. Mm, anyway, know. at the end of the movie, uh, the white guy had switched uh, the guy's uh, plans and he almost got fired until Tommy Davidson rat on the guy and they end up getting together, him and the black guy and Hollyberry Berry, because a group called the Halloran Brothers came along and brought the project at the end. I forget the name of it. Hollyberry Berry is very young. He had sort of a boomerang flavor to the movie. But I'm saying all that to say that uh, when the Halloran brothers came along and wrote that project at the end, it was almost like this. And the Halloran brothers, the black guys, came along, had money, and brought the project to save the brother's job. And at the end, Tommy Davidson, who was working in the mailroom, he got a promotion also. And they opened up a club, and Holly Berry was running it at the end. And everybody lived happy ever after. But I think. That whole situation should go down with the Donald Trump Hotel. If you're going to call people's bluff and put a price on something, I really think that Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, uh, and one other person that got money should contribute $100 million apiece, which they all have, and buy that fucking hotel. And call a bluff. Are you selling it? Okay, we want to buy it. And let them buy it and let it be one less thing, that they, the nothing they took from them. And see how much resistance Donald Trump has of stopping five prominent black people from buying some shit that you're selling. Is it for sale? Okay, we come to buy it. Not with aggressiveness, not whatever, but we, want to be, we want to sit at the table. See, sometimes when people say something for sale... That's just a ploy to see who's going to bite at it Who's going to nibble at it At the same time they want certain people to bite at it And nibble at it because they want a piece of the pie So if the, if the, if the Saudi Arabians buy it They know that they are way over In Saudi Arabia so they may need Trump's people to kind of oversee The joint or whatever but If a group of black folks buy it they can tell Trump okay let's just sign the line On the paperwork And get the hell out of the way And then they can knock the damn thing down, whatever they're going to do with it. They probably can't do anything with it because it's a lease from the, from the, uh, it actually belongs to the government, basically. It's a government building, a government institution, you know. So Trump just finagled his way in getting it. But now it's really a burden to him because he's really not making no money with it because of the location, because of his reputation, People can't even use the front door. Most people use the back door of that place. I've gone by a place a couple of times, and I ain't seen nobody really coming in the front like that. So there's got to be another entrance. Because every time you go by there, the front the front door looks like the front door of a, of a funeral parlor. You never see it being used. You know, people in caskets and funeral parlors going through the side door would have because that's the door leading to the sanctuary of the funeral home. And the same with Donald Trump's hotel. The front door is really, it ain't open up like the Inn Express or any other hotel where you're broken, walk in the front door. So, anyway, um, now getting back on this other thing here, when they say lynching, you know, when they were speaking on the lynching thing, like they would say, and, and um, what's the name they did it to? Biden did it also. Mm-hmm. But the thing that gets me, when you say the word lynching, you can't put the word like Trump said, but, behind it. You can't say, yeah, it's a lynching, but we're going to win. When you use the word lynching, lynching is final. When people get lynched, they die. There's no but behind it. By the time somebody throws you up on that tree or put you underneath that horse, and they smack that horse's ass, and you're left here to hang from that tree when that horse rides off, there's no but involved because it's usually, when somebody gets lynched, there's over a 1,000 people in the audience. And they're all look. Even children are looking at it, because you have to gather. I mean, people. Have, like I said before, in another time or another segment, that uh, when you go to kill somebody, people don't don't go easy into their death. You know, they're fighting to the finish. So you had strong black men that were being roped up and killed, but you had to have like twenty-five white guys to to knock them out. They had to hit them over here and knock them out. By the time he by the time he came to. They had them all roped up and tied up on the horse, you know, ready to spank the horse or hang them, whatever they did to, to hang the person, but the person was already knocked out because you're not going to put nobody willingly on a rope and tie them up on a tree willingly. They had to be knocked out or what have you, and they had to be maybe 15, 20 people there to do it because when you go to kill somebody, you're going to fight for your life. Why do you think that you fine fibers underneath people's fingernails and all during a fight when there's murder involved? If somebody kills a woman or what have you, you know they they look underneath the woman's fingernails and there's your DNA because you're about to take her life. She even clawed into your fucking skin, you know. And it's they usually when they catch the assailant, they still got wounds that haven't even healed yet because the person dug in your skin so tight because you're about to kill them. And the same with black people, they were going to be lynched. You had to have at least 15, 20 people there to rope this person down because you don't pull them away from their family, and now you're about to kill them. So you had to bring 50 people, And it was just, but there's no but behind it. So when when white folks use the term, yeah, it's a lynching, but we're going to win. But if you're going to use the term lynching, lynching means final. Lynching means no return. Lynching you means you're going to die. So you can't use lynching and say, but we're going to win. That's bullshit why do you use the word in the beginning when you're paraphrasing the word with something on the back end of it? And there's no, nothing at the end of lynching. Lynching means final. It means death. It means done. Not but we're going to win. You know, that person was gonna li- getting lynched. Didn't ride off into the sunset, you know. He wasn't rescued by Dark Gable or whatever the hell you think the fantasy is on that. So, anyway, you know, I guess one day, you know, the, the people and the past and the, uh, historian life that we've lived will be taken serious but in the meantime it's all bullshit. But you know, they're old. You know, they're old. And just like Elijah Cummings, you know, one day they'll come to pass. And everything Trump is doing now, one day he'll be a memory like anything else. Probably soon he thinks he's early seventies and what have you. And he don't realize he's not gonna live forever. Nobody does. You know, we're all gonna die. We just don't know when or how. And uh so we'll see what happens. Just Stay strong in your own spot and uh, don't worry about them. Anyway, uh, where's my drink?
2: <laughs> I don't know, but okay. That's your last word <laughs> That's on my that. My last word on that.
0: All right, well, thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Wow, I hadn't thought about it like that, but you're right. Okay. Lynching means you're done.
1: It You're done. You don't say. Yeah, it's not if like I, you
2: lynch somebody and then they came a back. It was lynching, and,
1: but we're gonna and, win. Or
2: or and then they were you know hospitalized or whatever. No. When you lynch somebody, no. they're done.
1: That's why when when Trump says it's a lynching, but we're gonna win. Well, well, don't use the word lynching, man, because in lynching you don't win. Anyway, but that's you know, so ignorant. That's can, your boy. I'm gonna talk can
2: about. I, him. Can I just say while we're on the topic of Trump's ignorance, that this week he also made a statement about putting up a border wall. In uh, Colorado Because apparently He thought that Colorado Bordered Mexico Not New Mexico Which is a state He was talking about Putting up a border wall To keep Mexicans From coming into Colorado Now that's not even a border state But Colorado as I said Borders New Mexico So of course when people Started calling him out on it He came back the next day And went I was just Joking, I'm like dude really You weren't joking You just made another ignorant ass comment Because you don't know what you're talking about You clearly don't know geography You don't know what you're saying And you put stuff out there He was at one of his rallies And had the crowd cheering So apparently so they're they just believe as it.
1: stupid they believe it,
2: yeah. They're just as stupid as he is Not one person When he said yeah put up a wall And you're not going to be able to go over it Or under it and we're going to put up a wall and it's going to be beautiful for Colorado. And the people were like, Aah! not one person was like, whoa, wait a minute. Colorado's not a border state. That border's New Mexico. What is he talking about? They just were hollering and cheering right along with it behind.
1: Ignorance is usually the, the foundation of the people like that. Well, he's, got, he's, I, got five like he's got $5 billion, so he's going to be throwing money all over the place.
2: I would just like to hope that ignorance is not contagious.
1: Well, what they should do really is get some little placemats and put a map on it. You know a map you Yeah,
2: get. like you get for the kids. It some has kid, a map yeah, of the United yeah,
1: States. Ma- yeah. Some kid he map.
2: clearly thinks that New Mexico is not part of the United States.
1: And Barack was not born in America. Yeah,
2: a lot of things. Just another example of the idiocy. Of this person, but anyway, I digress. Hey, this is the pajama party show, and we're back. Papa Didi went to grab a glass, so I'm gonna take his spot. Uh oh, here he comes. Dad, go
1: Go ahead, Papa Didi. All right, welcome back to the pajama party. Uh, funny, was Papa Didi here with Kettle. Can lose. Red wine
2: Bon darling. And it's time for what is it? Oh, time for the weird news. Yes, darling. Yep. Yes. Uh, let's see. Oh something? I might, Yeah, we're gonna lighten it up. We got some good ones for you this week. Uh let's see. I've got the first one out of Georgia. Uh this is out of Fitzgerald, Georgia. Georgia town is betting on a giant bushy chicken. To attract tourists. Man, they must be desperate. Why did the tourists cross the road? One South Georgia town hopes it will be to, to see a giant bushy chicken statue. Okay. Okay. Fitzgerald, this is out of Fitzgerald, Georgia. Fitzgerald Mayor, Mayor Jim Puckett tells local news outlets that the town is building the world's largest chicken topiary, which is a 62-foot steel frame chicken with plants growing on it. He says that they want to see chickens, so we're going to show them chickens. The city is spending $150,000 on this topiary designed to top the 56-foot steel big chicken at a Kentucky Fried Chicken in Marietta, Georgia. Huckett says the Fitzgerald topiary could even include an apartment for overnight rentals and an observation deck. What do you mean, inside the chicken? Oh, gosh. Anyway, it should be ready by the end of the year. So they're doing all this to bring tourists down there to see this giant chicken. I'm not understanding about the apartment because they said it could even include an apartment for overnight rentals and an observation deck. So I guess if you want to go up, well, the thing is going to be 62 feet high. So if you want to go up in the top of the chicken and up to the observation deck, but it sounds like they're saying they could build an apartment up in there. So if you want to stay overnight in the chicken, you could do that. Where is This is in Fitzgerald, Georgia. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, interesting. All right. Moving on. Well,
3: this is a crazy story. Deer deer kills deer kills. And what officials are calling a bizarre incident in Arkansas? Hunter was killed by deer that he thought he had shot dead. Thomas Alexander, 66, was hunting deer near Yellville on Tuesday night when he believed he had successfully shot a deer. Alexander, who lived in the area and was um, an experienced hunter, was sitting in an elevated deer stand during the state's muzzleloader season. I'm not sure what that is. Keith <laughs> Stevens, communicating Communication. <laughs> The owners the Game and Fish Commission told ABC. After um, going down to check on his kill, Alexander soon discovered that the animal was in fact not dead. It was deer blood in in the location where he attacked uh, had happened. It appears he shot the deer and he had put his rifle down near the uh, deer stand and walked down to check and make sure he was dead. And that's when whatever happened, happened. The deer, which was not fatally injured, um, got back up and attacked Anderson, who suffered several um, punctual wounds to his body. Um, and, unfortunately, Alexander was by himself. He was able to call his family for help. He then um, responded, emergency responded, and later, unfortunately, he died at the hospital. So I guess <laughs> if you going deer hunting, you better be sure that that deer is gone. Oh, well. Wow. So, wait, so the deer was playing possible?
0: It sounds like it
3: might have been playing possible. Maybe when wait, wait, he shot him at, you know, he wasn't all the way in town, you know. So.
2: so the deer killed the guy who tried to kill him? Yep. Yep, yep. Alrighty then. Okay. I mean, I can't be mad at the deer. That would sound like self-defense to me.
3: What do you uh, think, Mm.
2: Sound like self-defense, clear and simple to me. Yeah. You try to yes, kill somebody. me, and then I I jump up and, and take your life. There, you came for me first. As Rambo said, you drew first blood. <laughs> uh, what you got for us, popping? Uh, let's
1: see. We got a woman uh, drives a motorhome into casino after she uh, she was kicked out. Los Angeles, the uh, police say a woman who was uh, angered when she was kicked out of a Las Vegas area casino intensely drove her motor home into the building, injuring a custodian. Wow. Yeah. um, She drove
2: a motor home?
1: North Las Vegas police spokesman Eric Levy said that a 50-year-old woman was ejected from the Cannery Casino Friday morning and drove her Winnebago motorhome into the building. Mm.
2: A Winnebago?
1: Winnebago, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Lafayette, who is the, the spokesman, uh, said that the woman hit a 66-year-old custodian worker who was outside the building. The uh, Las Vegas Review Journal reports the worker was critically injured but is expected to survive. Wow. He also told WVVU-TV uh, that the woman kept uh, hitting the gas and her vehicle was stuck in the building's entrance. Employees had to remove the woman to get her to stop.
2: So she was still hitting the gas pedal? Yeah. Wow. She sounded like she was kind of angry.
1: I guess she was kicked out of there, but who knows what happened.
2: Okay. Well, that's the weird news for this week. Okay. All right. That's a wrap.
1: All right. Welcome back to the John party one. your host, Papa DM, I'm your kettle. Hello. Red wine.
2: Bonsoir, darling. Time for what I'm just saying, and tonight I want to talk about this whole situation with Trump saying he wants to have government agencies eliminate their subscriptions to the Washington Post and the New York Times. And why did he say that? He's saying that because he doesn't like the way they cover him, basically because they call him out for his bullcrap. They do fact checking. They call him out for all the lies that he tells throughout the week. And I guess he's just gotten kind of fed up with it, the way they just plaster him. So now they're saying, I mean, he's saying that he thinks that it would be a good cost savings measure for government agencies to eliminate their subscriptions to the Washington Post and the New York Times. So I'm just saying, how petty can you be? Really, just because you don't like what they say, because they actually talk about the crazy stuff that you say and do, and you don't like it because they don't tow towel and kiss your behind. Now, not only do you not want to read their publications, but you want federal government agencies to stop subscribing to their publications. What kind of petty foolishness is that? Aside from the fact that the Washington Post has free digital subscriptions for people who have a .gov address, so if you're in the federal government and you want a digital subscription to the Washington Post, you can get that for free. So you're not saving anything. And as far as the actual printed version, I don't know how much they would actually save, he's making it sound like with the I don't know what the deficit is now I know it's in the trillions do you really think that these subscriptions to the Post and the Times is going to make a difference to the federal deficit come on this is just another temper tantrum that he's trying to hide behind some foolishness about oh we're trying to save the government money no you're just pissed off because they call you out On your foolishness and your bull And you don't like it I just feel like you know How long are we going to have to put up with this I'm really hoping that this Impeachment inquiry Gives the democrats the information And the ammunition Necessary to put this Fool out of office It's embarrassing And it's just I don't even know what word to use It's just ridiculous and it's embarrassing That we have to continue to have to listen to and watch the stuff that he does. You got Giuliani butt-dialing reporters. That happened today and twice. How does that happen? What kind of imbecile are you that you're butt-dialing a reporter and they hear you saying stuff about what we need is money. We need to get thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands, to take care of this whole situation The reporter's hearing all this stuff. Now, I find it hard to believe that Giuliani butt-dialed anybody. I'm thinking you must have done that deliberately because nobody could be that stupid. Then again, you look at the kind of stuff that's going on in this administration. It is kind of easy to believe that this kind of stuff could be done. Giuliani running off at the mouth saying all kind of stuff. Saying things that should not be said, contradicting the stuff that Trump is saying. It's just been like a circus. It's been a circus. And I'm quite frankly tired of the same circus going on and on and on. We have become an international joke. And all this stuff about he's done this and he's done that single-handedly and all that stuff, just more lies. You're making us look ridiculous. You keep talking about how we're stronger because of you and all the things you've done. No, we're not. You got us looking crazy. You can make policy decisions on one day. You come back a day or two later and reverse what you said two days before. Your administration doesn't know what you're doing. You've got people quitting left and right, folk dropping like flies. It's just beyond ridiculous. So, I'm just saying, this whole thing with the newspaper subscription, you just look really petty. And you look like a little juvenile having a temper tantrum. Somebody needs to just go and smack you on, on the back of your head and tell you to go sit down somewhere. Apparently, you just need a good time out. This is red wine, and I'm saying, <laughs> that's enough from you. Huh. <sighs> I don't know how much more of this we got to deal with. Anyway, mm-hmm. all right. That was a good one,
0: man. <laughs>
2: it, it's just out of control. All
1: right, welcome back to a John Party. Tony host, Papa and milk Kettle. Hello. Red
2: wine. Bonsoir, darling, darling, bonsoir. Okay. uh...
1: First of all, we're gonna do a update. Uh, Houston is beating uh, the the Nats three to one right now, but the Nats are threatening. There's two outs. So they got a man on uh, second and third base. Nets put it I mean, the uh, Houston Astro. Put a new pitcher in their game, and uh, the count is two and two.
2: now what sport is this?
1: Three and two.
2: Basketball, football, no, baseball, soccer. Baseball. Okay.
1: Anyway, that was just red wine being sarcastic. Anyway, this is my segment. I don't even know why she's even talking. Uh, let's see. Uh, wow. You know, based on all the stuff that was said, you know, it just goes to show that, uh, you know, uh, arrogance is, is truly bliss in a the leadership these days. You know, they could dish it out, but they can't take it. You know, and I, I've learned in my own life. When I run across people like that, I don't even comment. I don't even begin to continue the argument on the other end, you know, because you're really wasting your breath because when people have a crazed level about them, and I experience that a little bit uh, in different places, my inner circles, my job, whatever, where you have people that are half crazy, you don't even really sit there and facilitate it because you're not going to win because these people are thinking with a whole different mindset so trying to come in with some common sense and some logic, that's gonna get drowned like you dipping somebody's head in the water. Because people that are rolling with the arrogance and aggression and over over overexerted situations, you trying to be calm and cool, you just lose your mind trying to convince them of something that you'll never be over convinced them of. If people crazy, it is fucking crazy. I'm convinced of that. You know, through the years, and just run across people. If it, it's a little crazy. It's a little crazy, and sometimes that crazy comes from a little crazy to be almost completely crazy. And they walk, they walk amongst uh, society like regular people. You know, and sometimes we need to call the uh, either Ghostbusters or Men in Black, or somebody to neutralize their ass because they really shouldn't be walking the streets. And I'm sure everybody knows the person. It's just, just half crazy, and we deal with them every day on a regular basis. And you say to yourself, every time you leave that person, because they sometimes they look better gone than they do coming, you see the person walking up and say, oh, God, here comes this crazy motherfucker. <laughs> or you say, oh, damn, I'm glad I'm glad that crazy motherfucker left. Lord have mercy. Damn, they crazy shit. You know, and they're walking amongst us. So, like I said, we need to call, you know, the Ghostbusters or Men in Black to eradicate it. So, so a lot of people walking around that are half crazy, and they feel, they feel like they're, in society, rolling with common people. Like, they're rolling with common sense, logical thinking people, and they're, they're not. They're hostile all the time. I work with people on my job. You know, it's amazing. They, they're just, every day, they come in with attitude. They battle you every day. <laughs> Eight o'clock in the morning. You know, this person has got argumentative or somebody you got to talk to every day. Every time you call them, you know, they got an attitude. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell are you dealing with? Who are you dealing with? What are you bringing to work every day? Why do you come to work with a damn attitude? Like somebody gives a shit about what's going on in your life. You know, I think that we all deep down inside, if we wanted to, if we wanted to talk about our problems in our life, with our family and stuff going on in our life, we can give people a boatload of shit going on. And your crap is probably worse than their crap. But see, they can't handle their crap, and they've been headstrong with family members and everybody that they become loco crazy because they, they're battling against stuff for so long that, you know, it takes them down. But once you balance battling something for, with no purpose, you know, if you run across anybody on your job, wherever you are, if you run across somebody that you have tried to reason with, try to talk to, try to teach something to, and all they're throwing back at you is aggressiveness and, and arrogance and just... Go to work to make that living, and just take them with a grain of salt. When they start freaking out, they're trying to draw you into an argument. They're trying to draw you into controversy. So, don't let them take you there. Don't let them take you there. Play dumb. Play stupid. Especially if we you need your job. Play dumb. Let them call you soft, punk ass. You know, easy. You know, I got that person wrapped around my finger. Yeah, you think you do, motherfucker. If we was anywhere other than this job, okay? I would neutralize your ass But don't fight on a job Don't argue on a job Jobs come with policies And your ass can get fired You know Don't lose your job Because a jerk off Is just trying to take you Over the edge Because you're already Over the fucking edge Anyway I'll leave it there Alright So Mm-hmm
0: I understand <laughs> what I say.
2: Alright, welcome back to the Pajama Party Show This is Red Wine I'm here with Papa Didi oh! And Kettle <laughs> Hello, Hello. <laughs> And it's that time for somebody. the Hollywood I know, it's time for the Hollywood Wrap-Up with uh, Kettle Kettle, mm-hmm. go for it What's going on in the entertainment industry? Okay, right here, James Fonda
3: and Ted Danson were arrested today during an ongoing climate change protest. <clears throat> um, a video posted on Washington Post uh, Hannah Jewell showed Danson being detained by police outside of the Capitol building with his hands restrained. When asked if he w- has ever been arrested before, the Good Place uh, star said. Replied that he has it. So, first time for everything. Um, Fonda uh, started protesting three weeks ago to urge politicians to take action against climate change, and vowed to get arrested every Friday through the end of the year as part of the effort. Last week, her um, co-star uh, Sam Waterston joined her and um, was also arrested. That's the gentleman that used to play in Law and Order. Uh, he was oh,
0: arrested
3: yeah, all. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard from him, but uh, I see why. <clears throat> uh, Fonda said on her website in the campaign that um, she moved to D.C. to be closer to the um, epic center of the fight for our climate. She said, I can no longer stand by and let our uh, elected officials ignore and even worse empower the industries that are destroying our planet for profit. We cannot continue to stand for this. All right, girl. I guess that's the next chapter in her uh, in her life, being arrested, huh? It'll be Friday.
2: <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, just standing for a good cause. <clears throat>
3: um, but she looks Felicity good. Huffman. I'll give her that. Uh, yeah, she does. Um, Felicity Huffman, she's, she's being released from a two-week prison sentence. She's going to be released early. Um. She was released Friday morning from a federal prison in California two days before the end of a two-week sentence for her role in the college admission scandal. Um, the Desperate Housewives star was released from the low-security listen at that low-security prison for women because under prison policy, inmates scheduled for weekend release are let out on Friday. Huh? Her husband. <laughs> Actor William Macy yeah. dropped Huffman, um, they give her inmate number and everything, at the federal uh, correctional prison on October the 15th. And uh, so she was released today, with one day of credit already banked for the day she was originally arrested in jail. Really? A federal judge yeah. in Boston Lance sentenced um, Huffman uh, to two weeks in prison, $30,000 fine, 250 hours of community service, and a year's probation after she pleaded guilty to fraud and conspiracy for paying an admission, consulting $15,000 uh, to have uh, her SAT score uh, answers. Oh, boy. What are we coming yeah. to? I'm telling you.
2: I I heard that earlier today. I was like, I'm putting her on a kissing list. And then they said,
0: well, you know, what
2: happens is if your release date is over the weekend, they typically will let you go Friday. It has nothing to do with her status as a celebrity. And I was like, yeah, okay.
3: Are you serious?
2: That's
0: what they told us.
3: It's
2: going to be interesting to see their
3: careers after this, his and hers. I mean, he's a, both of them. Well, he's a hella fight actor. I like him as an actor, but it's gonna be interesting to see where the career is gonna go after this. So. Yeah. Um, well, she'll probably like be in man, blue. You know.
2: She, she probably <clears> has <throat> a book, and then she'll do a, do a movie and all kind of stuff. So. Probably. Well, on that
3: note too, the kids have been seen. I think sometime this week. I mean, I don't know where they were going, but finally. You haven't heard from them or seen seen them since um this you yeah, know incident happened.
0: Oh yeah. anyway. From okay. anyway.
3: another another somber note, um Shaquille O'Neal's sister, she um died of cancer. Um Shaky O'Neill's sister, uh Aisha Harrison Jex died of cancer on Thursday. She was forty years old. Um, she was diagnosed with cancer three years ago. Um, Neal didn't know his biological father growing up and was raised by his stepfather Philip A. Harrison uh, who was Aisha's father O'Neal was not on TNT he he does TNT the inside NBA um on Thursday night Uh, host Ernie Johnson said of O'Neal when he struggles we struggle with him because he's one of our brothers Um, Charles Barkley he sent his condolences um NBA Commissioner Adam Silver was on the show and also sent his condolences to the family. also. Um, and O'Neal was okay. inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2016. He won four NBA titles and three final MVPs in his career. Well, this next chapter is uh, working for Papa John. Does <laughs> everybody okay. know that? Mm-hmm. Um, also, last note, two movies to look out for Dolomite with Eddie Murphy. That comes on Netflix and it's in the movies. Apparently, they did a, a deal with Netflix. And also, The Irishman um, is coming out. That's with um, what's his name? Uh, Robert De Niro. So, oh, for those okay. two mm-hmm. yep. That's it. Anybody believe it? That's all,
2: folks. All right now. Um, Also, I wanted to say uh, Harriet. Harriet is out. The movie about Harriet Tubman. Oh, you know, if you get a chance, go check that out. Yeah,
3: he says it's selling out everywhere. Yeah, I've been
2: hearing good things about it. Also, I read something, Kettle, that said that uh, the Joker is the highest selling uh, R rated movie ever. Really? I don't yeah.
3: get it. I don't get the fascination. I, I guess they released it at the right time. Halloween, everybody's all into that crazy stuff. It's crazy.
2: So,
0: I guess.
2: I just, timing is, is that perfect, It's making money and more money and more money.
3: Right. And there's, there's one more. Um, the Terminator Dark something. I mean, they're bringing back... Um, What's her name? Linda Hamilton and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's going to be interesting <laughs> to see
2: that. Yeah, senior citizens chasing Terminators.
3: <laughs> well, it like they were jacking up some folks. So <laughs>
2: said yeah, okay. Hey. With their AARP card. Okay. Uh, that's Look, she says the famous line, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: what that she said. Mm-hmm. All right,
2: Cattle. Well, thank you for the Hollywood wrap up, And mm-hmm. uh, you can go ahead and tell us about the cocktail of the week. What you got for us It's called
3: the grilled pineapple tequila punch. It's called a what? Mm. Grilled pineapple tequila punch.
2: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it.
3: Mm-hmm. you know, make a picture of A picture.
2: Two and a half cups. Oh, I like a picture. Oh, okay.
3: I know you do. Give me a picture for myself. (laughs) I've you, Mom. Two and a half cups, 20 ounces of the Blanco tequila. A half a cup of Anto Reyes Verde, which is a liqueur. 12 ounces of the pineapple juice. A half a cup of fresh lemon juice. I'm sorry, a half a cup of um, fresh lime juice. One fresh pineapple peeled and cooled. Um, uh, mint green, lemon rinos, and jalapeno slices for grommets. So, cut um, the pineapple lengthwise into uh, spears spheres. Um, Spread the uh, pineapple on the seeds. Grill pineapple over medium until charred on both sides. Combine with tequila and verve, which is really cool. Pineapple juice and lime juice in a large pitcher. Refriggerate and child And then before serving, you add ice to the pitcher and place some seeds on inside of each other uh, eight to ten polar glass. Fill each glass, with uh, a crunch. And um, top with the um top pieces. Interesting. And garnish with the lip grade, lime wheels, and how it this will be on our website. It's going the Real grilled, pineapple, and
2: similar. Strength. Wow. Okay. Is that what I have tonight? Because whatever it is, it's delicious. <laughs> yep, that was good. Nice. Okay. Well, let's write it on the website. I'm
0: going
3: to read
2: Top
0: of, the of the okay. Yeah.
2: What? All right. Well, that's the uh, cocktail of the week, and we'll post it on the uh, Pajama Party site at a PajamaParty.com. And that again is called the grilled pineapple tequila punch. Make a whole picture. That's Don't be yep. stingy. <laughs> Make something share like it like with that. somebody. Oh, I do like
0: it. It is tasty. Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: Woo, tequila! Mm-hmm. All right, Papaditi. Tell the people about the kiss it list.
1: Kiss list is a list we compile of people to show their butt and uh, got a song to celebrate them on the back end. How about that?
2: Whew. Man, we
1: got a whole list of jokers.
2: Oh, yeah, we got people on the kiss it list this week. Let's see. I'll get it started. We got uh, Betsy DeVos. You know, she's the secretary of the, uh, oh, Lord, what's it called, Department of Education?
0: Mm-hmm. She's
2: on the kissing list because her Department of Education uh, violated an order to stop collecting payments on student loans for schools that have been closed. Court told her, the courts told her to stop collecting you know, student payment loans for schools that have gone out out of business, closed, shut them down. They're gone. So you shouldn't be collecting student loan payments for those. And she didn't, or her organization, department, whatever, didn't do it. They're still trying to collect them. So the court is mm-hmm. fine. Department of Education a hundred thousand dollars because they didn't do what the courts told them to do. So now that just cost the I guess the taxpayers ultimately end up paying that $100,000. But anyway, so Betsy DeVos is on the Kiss It list. I still put Felicity Huffman on there for getting three days early off of her 14-day sentence, even though they're saying, well, because of the re- weekend release, that's the way the, the prison works. So I just feel like if you only got 14 days. You couldn't serve the whole 14 days? Girl, please. Also, we've got...
1: uh, You knew her last days was going to be up on a Friday when you put her ass in there. Uh Uh-huh. Ain't like the the counter just fell on that. Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector's name is Carl Holmes. He's been arrested, charged with sexual assault. Three different female officers on the Philadelphia Police Force to whom he was uh, mentoring them. He had uh, different uh, sexual... Oh god. Always something. Harvey Weinstein for saying people were rude to him at a rest at a bar and called him out he was at a restaurant eating and uh, drinking and they walked him but lady walked up and said he was a rapist amongst us and they a dog. Yeah. Yeah. And uh bum rushing the impeachment inquiry, uh Lindsey Graham for being a jerk off and Saying Trump using words and
2: Yeah, saying that backwards. Trump was justified and saying that he was and being lynched.
1: They don't know what they're justified Please. to do anymore. Trump is saying he was lynched and you know, and Rudy Giuliani butt dialing and he see the problem with Brulli Giuliani is not so much his butt dialing he's as old as hell. Okay, and he don't know how to work a damn phone. And he's acting like he's in the game. He's so young and youthful when you know he looks like Frankenstein. <laughs> and the lady on Saturday Night Live depicts, depicts him perfectly—the <laughs> way she does her hands and she moves her hands. He really does. Makes like, him look and like great. the
2: old monster that he is. Who else do we have?
1: And last but not least, we got. The, Let's see. Oh,
2: definitely Trump.
1: Yeah, we 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 said that one. I know you want to beat him up.
2: Yeah, I want you to beat him up. Samantha
1: easily, A.K.A. Uh, set Susan?
2: Yeah. Harassing
1: Hispanic teens. This
2: lady was harassing some Hispanic teenagers at a playground, and they recorded it. So put her on the list.
1: Yeah.
2: Tadler, uh, you got anybody else? Um, the judge that sentenced uh, Felicity Huffman, whatever her name is. In a prison, I mm-hmm.
3: let her go. Yeah. Yeah. The father said um, in the prison, I let her go. They knew he and the was guy that no, the guy that sentenced her for fourteen days. That's that's what I'm talking
2: about. That's judge, and the guy that stole okay.
0: the Tom Jersey, and the guy
2: that stole the Jersey. Oh yeah, the guy that stole um uh Patriots Tom Brady. Jersey, Tom Brady's
0: Jersey.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't like him, but still, you know some people's memor- memorabilia, do you? Just don't do that.
2: Did I say Peyton? I'm oh, sorry, Tom. What's his name, Tom? Tom
0: Brady Brady.
2: Tom, Tom (laughs) Whatever
0: his name is (laughs)
1: Whatever
2: Tom Brady Okay Yeah, him Okay Okay. Well, we have a prize for everybody on this
0: week's kissing list And here it is My Kiss my ass!
1: welcome back. with John party one of your hosts, Papa D.D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Hello. Hello.
2: Where are you oh, at? here Red Wine. You? Thank you.
1: Kettle, are you still down in Yellowstone uh, Park? Are you still in Yellowstone Park in Kansas? You. We can barely hear you?
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. Um,
2: mercy, it's time for the last
0: word.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see.
0: Wow.
1: Uh, last word is that, you know, we got a lot going on in the world today. I really don't know how we survive day by day. <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, uh, 15, it's a miracle. You know, I just want to uh, give a shout-out to the person. I was going to work last night, and I uh going down 50, and his car turned upside down. Another one turned the wrong way on 50, and the police hadn't got there yet. And people had stopped to help the lady out that was, whose car was upside down. And I was going around the accident looking at it, and I just hope the person's okay, you know, because their car was turned upside down, and one car was facing the wrong direction. So I don't know whether it was a drunk driver driving the wrong way on 50. It happened around the 202 entrance on 50, heading west toward D.C., and it was sad because it was late, it was about 1 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, you know, to have an accident that late and the police and I show up, and you look up and a drunk driver's coming right at you, it's horrifying. So, I just want to wish that person um, good health and hopefully they survive that accident. And for people to cool out while you're driving, because driving is becoming horrendously crazy. All we're trying to do is get from point A to point B when you're driving, and people are just making it hard. You almost got to watch their rear view mirror like a hawk, and you're almost horrified of what's coming up behind you or what's zooming beside you. I was on one more thing I want to say. I I was on a highway, and two guys was in Mustangs behind one another. These guys were going 120 miles apiece. One zoomed by zoom, zoom. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, so I just want to say just be careful out there because driving a car accident will kill you. It will literally kill you.
2: All right. Well, my last word is I just want to give a shout-out to my mother. May God rest her spirit. Today would have been her birthday. So I just wanna say, Mom, I still miss you after all these years. I love you. And uh that's my last word tonight. Over to you, Kevin. Um,
0: my last word hmm, I wasn't
3: gonna say much, nothing, but um about uh, Eliza Cummings. Um he was a great man and I hope that we Politicians or whoever's in position to carry on his legacy because he did a lot, he said a lot, and uh, I just hope we can continue it on. Like I said, I hope his, his wife decides to run for something. She, you know, she might make a difference. You know, people probably really back her. Michelle? Huh?
0: All right. He
3: was
2: asking if that was his wife and that white wearing white and I said I'm white not coat. sure a white coat like a white coat or sweater yeah.
0: at the, funeral.
2: At the funeral I don't know yeah that, that was. alright well that wraps right. it up for another episode of the pajama party show another edition rather and uh, we thank you for your time we appreciate you and uh, we'll make sure we update our website at apajamaparty.com. Shout out to D.C. Homegrown, our parent company. And uh, we send a good wishes to the Washington Nationals. We hope you can uh, pull off the, a win for the, uh, what's this thing called? What's
1: this thing called? What do they yeah. call it in baseball? The World, the World Series. The World Series. Baby shark, 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 baby shark.
2: Yeah, we're hoping that they can pull mm-hmm. off a win when it's all said Baby and done. Shark,
0: shark,
1: shark.
2: So we're wishing them the best. Baby shark. And uh, we'll do it again next Friday Baby shark, night. Shark, shark, so shark. We're gonna get on out of here and check out the rest of the World Series. Daddy shark, shark, and shark. Papa Didi. Daddy shark. Papa Didi. Papa Didi. Snap out of it. That's a song for the Nationals. <laughs> I okay. All right. Let's say good night and get on out.
1: All right. Good night. The <laughs> shark song is with the Nationals. their little thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's big.
2: Baby shark, baby all shark, right. shark, 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 shark baby, much, baby, baby shark, baby shark. Saying my bumper. I'm saying goodnight. I right, yes, say goodnight. Say goodnight,
0: Good night. Right. <laughs> good night, uh, good night. Uh, I can't compete with that. All right. Goodnight. We'll see you next Friday night. We're Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? Right, yes, so I bet you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, goodnight. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Oh, Goodbye okay. now. Goodbye. 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 Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show, and Good night. Good night.